0: Good evening. The four blades in the pub are back. We've had a two-week hiatus. Sheffield United have played not one, not two, not three—well, actually three—games of football. I'm John. And oh, you were going then, John. And talking of three, which has now been ruined. Even though it was, a, it was a simple setup. Talking of three, we've got Dan, Phil, and Ian in the pub in Sheffield, and me stuck down in London town in the office in my house, but. Gentlemen, good evening, and lovely to see you. How are we all?
1: Good evening,
2: all good. Good evening.
0: Yeah, all good. Good to see you again, John. It was uh, it,
2: I two weeks hiatus isn't bad for us actually. It was about two months last time.
0: Absolutely, and it was Billy and, um on another podcast the other day. I think it was can't remember which one. They were like, it's really good that everyone always asks how everyone is on a podcast, and I think you know, I think it's good that we're we're sticking to that tradition. So as I mumbled out at the beginning, uh, we've played <laughs> three games of football. Uh, I had the pleasure of going to one and watching the other two uh, by various means. And my take for what it's Not binoculars and a
3: stepladder on Shoreham Street or something.
0: Uh, no, just a VPN for the for the Luton one. But like my observation is, I don't. I went in, before the Derby game. I thought I was going to find out a lot about United. We'd had a break. Things might have got a bit tighter. Consider on top of that impressive form we had before the break in the league games. And it's pretty much standard. A disappointing result against a team who's been resurgent in Derby. Some really good stuff against Preston, like really, really good stuff. We were dominant for that first half Um, and then beating the side at home comfortably, who was shit. Uh, And I think it's fair to say we've done that throughout the season. It it couldn't have been a better, um, better, better carbon copy of his performances throughout the campaign, really, in a lot of ways. And I just thought I'd start with that. And I wonder what you three think.
2: It's a fair point. It's, it is like a, a microscope on what the season's been like so far, isn't it? Yeah. Puffed and puffed, got beat. Should have won a game, didn't. And then won a game comfortably against a team that we should have beaten. It's...
3: And could have put to bed by more. Yeah, but yeah, you
2: know? yeah, yeah. But what I would say, I mean, I, the Derby game, I'll, I'll give them that. Because A, the manager wasn't there and hadn't been part of the preparations, which... Who knows how that affects the football team? I don't know. I imagine it will have done in some way. Yeah. Having not played a proper competitive game for a month will have made a difference. So Derby was what it was. Preston, funnily enough, I was talking to a Preston fan kind of before, during and after the game. And he was telling me after that we're the best, best side he's in at Deepdale all season for the first hour.
0: He's only oh, been after. once though, hasn't he? Pardon? He's only been once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I thought we dominated that first half at Preston without yet going to go 2 felt a bit odd because actually, yes, we'd, we'd scored one and we'd had the, the penalty, but we'd not created a huge amount for all that was torn them apart. No, no.
2: I think it was more the play, the way we yeah. were playing. Sinclair yeah, should have probably scored before, before we did. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously the, the penalty and the sending off, the sending off, that can just happen as it happens now two games in a row. But it just, just shows how weak we are and how, how I don't know, weak-minded or, or, I don't... Fragile. Fragile, yes, is probably the right word. It just, as soon as, in fact, I would say before they scored, it felt like they could get a draw in that game. Yeah. Not even after. It, it, it's, and as soon as they did, you knew they were going to get a second. The only, the only
1: thing that's going to stop that and, and kind of pull the players' kind of mental... That's like a mental state, mental fragility is, is one of two things. It's either wins and consistently winning and getting going from a losing mentality and nerves to a winning mentality, or gradually, you know, changing out the players, changing out the squad for yeah, players yeah. who haven't got that, that baggage. That baggage that we've got from last season. And I'm and I'm convinced that's
2: what it is. It's a hangover from last season. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But then then moving on to Moving on to Saturday, I thought first half was probably one of the worst halves of the season, actually. Really dull, not Really boring. Yeah, it was it looked like two bad sides. I think yeah. I, I tweeted at it half
3: time. It's nil-nil against two, what looked like bang average sides. Mm. We just huffed and puffed again, didn't we? The, the only if you look at it for me, they arguably could have been one up at half time. Because mm. the best we mustered was Brewster's shot. A little bit out of nothing where he turned, advanced, and, and let yeah. fly. And it, you're thinking, is it like, that's exactly, look at what he did against Preston with the two chances. He was trying to force it. And like that, in a way, was a good effort, but he could see he was just trying to help leather it, yeah, yeah. And put everything into it. And you think, but then they had the good chance at the other end, near post, say, by Wes yeah. getting yeah. down low, you know, from a neat move that actually we got opened up far too easily. Yeah, and you, you're thinking, actually, for all, again, for all the probably dominance of possession we had, they probably had the best chance of the half. I thought we were
2: good for about 15 minutes in that first half. And I don't know whether they changed something tactically or they just got on top of us. But for the for the, the last half an hour really the first half they only looked like one team scoring for me. Yeah. And I think it was a good thing obviously coming out and, and coming out like a train second half the way we did there was only ever going to be one winner. I don't think they ever looked like coming back into it at no. all. No, no. I do think it was a really interesting point. I said it during the game, and I've seen a few people say it since. The substitutions we made mirrored the substitutions at Preston. And I think that was a message from the manager to the players that you can do this. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, it was a, probably a message from the manager to the players and probably
1: also a message from the manager to the fans yeah. to say, right, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, you know, The other Tuesday night or whatever it was, was a bit of a freak, a bit of a fluke. I can see why he made the subs. The kid at the side of me was with mad Bruce got to off. Why is he taking off his score? playing against 10 men and saying, look, because he's just coming back from eight what it sounded like a serious hamstring injury. We're 2 nil up against 10 men in the game we should see out. There's no point running him into the ground no and bringing his army again. Yeah, agreed. So I get that. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I think there was a bit of hecking bottom
2: just making that right. Definitely a I know what I'm doing here. Definitely felt like a statement. And uh, should we talk about, um, obviously last, Last pod we did, we talked about players trying to get through the door and one of ours was man of the match for me on, on Saturday, Jackie Longthrow. Jackie Longthrow had a belt in second half especially. In fact, I actually thought it was good for the first half
0: as well. He, well, he had he played well when when we beat Fulham before Christmas, but he's also been really, really shit in other games. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's saying one swallow
0: doesn't make a summer job. Uh, definitely... make a season. I think that's very much a more articulate way of putting putting it in. I, yeah, I think one thing we get with Robinson, I suppose, we we, we get some balance and, and things, but I, I wouldn't... Maybe that's not... This is an unfair comment, really, considering he played well against Fulham, but if you really put it on him, I, I just don't fancy him to be able to defend week in, week out against decent players. Cameron Jerome, he can maybe have a decent afternoon against, but I'd, I'd, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, he, I don't. He, think is what, he is
1: what he is. He's a, he's a very, very, very average, probably bottom end of the Championship League One defender. Who every some games he's going to have a good game, but other games he's going to have an absolute stinker, and that's the difference between. It's what I mean. I've said it all on. I think we've said it on it before. In terms of what players can do, there's probably not that much difference between a player at the mid table, middle of the Championship, and a mid table Premier League player. Mid-table Premier League player does it 19 right. games out of 20, whereas a Championship player does it two out of 20. It's, yeah, yeah. it's that consistency. They're all probably, unless you get to the real top echelons, they're all very the similar. The lines are all similar. Aren't yeah,
2: they? if you
1: ask, you ask a Championship player to ping a ball 60 yards to someone's feet, they can do it, but they can't do it in that match situation yeah. under pressure. So you, you're going to get some games he's going to be good, some games he's going to be awful, and
2: that's because that's the level is up. It's the amount of mistakes, isn't it? With, yeah. You? Um, Robinson. It's not just that he's bad, he can have a relatively quiet and calm game and then just pull a mistake out of nowhere and make fucks us. Olivier <laughs> Tebbler <look> like Cannavaro.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think I, I, I was found very condescending of Robinson there. I think to be fair to him, there have been plenty of players who've played well and put in stinking performances throughout the season, so it's a bit someone I want to shine a bit of a light on I thought against Preston was really good in the first hour and Hurrahan was but on Saturday excellent again and, and like Norwood like, he doesn't hide and yeah. I just think I've not seen it on Twitter I've not heard it at the match but can we just stop now ever again doubting him and his quality and what he brings to this team He's, he's just a very, very good championship player, isn't he? He's, he's, he's impossible to replace him you yeah, can't replace is. him with like we've got one of the uh, uh, when we signed him the hottest midfield prospects in bloody European football at the club, and he doesn't get in ahead of him, and there's a reason for that uh, because he actually affects the game. And I actually
2: had to think three. about who you meant then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I, I. I looked up. Phil looked up, and we're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we've got that big <laughs> Norwegian <laughs> fella."
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the story for another day. Um, it's at what point does goodwill and like for that money, I want him to come on and score every week and like just yeah. not <laughs> you're doing it, right. it. You
1: want him to be like, oh, like we thought we were getting with Olsen. You know, we said when we got Olsen, yeah. we went, I oh, were getting a Swedish international who's played at top level in multiple countries, played for Roma. You know, he's an international for a good side. This kid's gonna be great, he's gonna be the best keeper in the division. That's what you kinda of want with Berger. For that money and the reputation, you want him to be head and shoulders the best midfielder
2: in the division, don't you? And and, I do. Think, I do think he has got the capability of being as well. By the way, I think if oh, he'd have yeah. been fit all season. I think he'd be he'd be a fixture in the side now, and I think he'd be.
1: I'm he'd starting be to doubt in January. I'm starting yeah, to doubt maybe whether he's suited, a for English football and b certainly for English Championship
2: football. Possibly, so yeah.
1: You know, it's just. I think if he went to Italy, somewhere like that, where the game's a bit slower, maybe Germany, somewhere like that. My may suit him better. I just, I just wonder, even if he went, maybe it's just taking longer to acclimatise than than it yeah. should do. But I just, he looks like someone who wants a bit of extra
3: time on the ball. And when he when he came on Saturday, obviously he's coming back from injury period and was safe in the game. So you're really thinking he doesn't need to take any risks. At the same time, he's so languid. there's time, do you think he can get that ball? And he just yeah. didn't seem to. Oh, slow to react. Slow it? to react. Yeah. Now that could just be fitness and you know match match fitness, match awareness, but or protecting himself. Or protecting himself. Yeah, it but could be a bit of that. It, it it kind of yeah, it kind of frustrated me a little bit when he came on, and I'm not criticizing him because I don't think he's had a he's not had a run in the side for really proper to form a true opinion. No, of I him. do
2: actually think where he came on the other night against Luton is where he's probably going to be best for us, mm. playing like an attacking. Uh, almost like an inside right is that what they call it Kind of role. Yeah, yeah yeah. working well I thought Bogle was fantastic Saturday working really well with someone like Bogle he can burst through and if he needs to get back alright he's not the best defensively but he can do it he can yeah. do that so I don't know we'll see but Bogle was outstanding he was yeah really I was. mean not just in a attack, he actually I on a know, like
3: he didn't have stupid he's
0: well, it's, it's two years since we signed Berger now nearly and he's played 40 games not it's not he's not he, he, I think we it's only a matter of time before like we need to see something or we have to, he, he gets into what of worst signings ever territory for the money we spent yeah. the money we've
1: spent yeah and, and at the minute we're kind of stuck aren't we because value for money no one's
0: going to buy
2: him
1: we can't sell him well we could sell him but we take an absolute bath and you know we'd, we'd be lucky to get 10 million for him at the minute yep, yep. you know you, you're more likely someone's going to say well take him off you if it was to go let's say in January you're more likely someone would say we'll take him off your hands for the rest of the season and if it pans out we'll give you 10 million out of the season but there's no way we're making back
3: anything like what going 4 million or whatever yeah but, but this is the thing I find really frustrating because yes you can argue whether we had Premier League players when we went to the Premier League but we've got players there who for a season held their own in the Premier League who bought clearly good talent from the Championship and you, like, you look down that Luton side and you've got Hi, Smith, I'd heard of Henry Lansbury, that I'd heard of, and obviously Benjamin Button up front. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ageless Cameron Jerome, um, who seems to He's be one like, of the
0: very few players who's actually older than me who still plays at a decent level. So I'm a bit like. It don't... was like an echo went round the cop when his name
2: was announced. It was like a universal, what?
1: Well, we were we <laughs> kind of saying, before you, and and Sam, your, your son Sam kind of looked at him and he went, Cameron Jerome, we're, all like, can we go, we're almost all set. I'm sure we were in from Warnock, were we? Yeah, we, we were. We, we tried to we find Warnock, yeah. yeah. From Huddersfield? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going back what? 16 years? Yeah. Jesus, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at it and you say, and you go, oh, Jesus Christ, is right old. Then I realise he's 11 years younger than me,
3: <laughs> which is <laughs> oh, oh. But, you know, like you say, you look down that side and, and you'd expect us with the players we've got to be comfortable beating a side like that, yeah, you know they, you would, you would, having not
2: if you'd not have experienced what we've experienced
0: so far, exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah, you you just, just up from up an comeback. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You'd exactly. expect us to beat Derby as well, considering half of their side was our uh, our offs and then, well, I don't know. I, I but think, like I, say,
2: I think the Derby game, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to give them that as a bit of a free hit. With not playing a competitive game properly for a month, I think that that's is what it is. But I don't know. The Preston one was more frustrating for me.
0: I think it's the the lack of defensive bottle and, and sort of organisation and ability to deal with pressure. That second quite... goal was
2: hilarious. That's one of the funniest goals I've ever seen. It was just mistake after
3: mistake after mistake. we not just just players not doing the basics. Yeah. I'm not doing the job. Yeah, the foot, I mean, the first as goal well as Jackie Longthrow taking out. Um,
2: what's his Starting name? to David. Davis on the halfway line.
0: Yeah, Benny good. Hill music in shoes, but like, yeah, he, I don't know. The same at Preston though again. The
3: second goal, mm. do your job. That was dead though. that. Yeah, did yeah. See. Did see absolutely? Yeah, I mean, that, then. that was that. That was
1: so so important. Cool. Yeah. It well, then, wasn't like he. It wasn't like he lost the ball. And the kid burst away from him, and Didsy was absolutely on his limit, and just physically couldn't keep up. You can you can accept that some players are faster than others. Didzi is 35, 36. He's not fast. I can accept that if he was absolutely veins sticking out of his head, trying to get back, and absolutely. still got outpaced, outpaced, and outmuscled, then you go fair enough. You do best you can. But to kind of make four or five steps and then go, eh. Not gonna get there.
2: Not gonna get there. fuck it. it. It's it, just like me in a ring. Your ones, you? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing yourself a disservice. There. <laughs> what, um, what, what do we think to Sharp's performances last few games? Hmm. Average.
3: Uh, John's
2: just made a hand signal. I'll let you decide. And it wasn't what. a thumbs up. I, just yeah. <laughs> just average. But
1: but again, it's it's like we said. It's not. You can't. We can't blame Sharp for in an average performance is because he's a 36-year-old playing game in, game out, shouldn't game in, game play, out, where it. he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. The yeah. fact is, we've got, right, Bruce looks like he might be starting to come good, but we've got 50 million quid with the forwards who cannot get in in front of him for various reasons. Yeah. So you, you can't, we, we can't kind of point the finger at the bloke who's having to play and and and, and kind of turn and sticking his, his hand up, up. And, yeah. and still yeah. and kind yeah. of do it. And, and he, you know, he don't, he's another one like we're saying about like, Norwood. Sharp never hides, he puts himself around, and he will score, he will score goals, but he shouldn't be a first choice in a, in, in, in our side.
3: Ultimately, he's the first choice because we've got a player who can't keep himself fit and look after himself, one who likes to have some sort of gangland culture around him and ought to focus on actually he's talking about the same one. <laughs> oh, both, <laughs> maybe well, yeah. But you know, and, and ultimately that's 30 million a striker alone that yeah. isn't doing. What they're being paid to do, and their focus seems to be elsewhere. For I me, mean, yeah, you no,
0: know, well. I, I think I think he- hecking Bottom will probably give McBurney a go, and he'll have to in the next couple of weeks because Sharp can't play Saturday, Tuesday, and he'll die. I mean, <laughs> you're sounding like a conspiracy theorist now. Is he just going to
3: just going to collapse on the pitch? No, he, he gets just, turned on.
0: Listen, Billy Sharp's as fit as a fiddle, but like. If you don't if you you don't play ninety minutes week in week out for thirty five, and on on Saturdays and Sundays, I think McBurney, because he's managed him before, I just think we might see him. Whereas it doesn't. Well, Saturdays I
3: mean, and Sundays is he playing in Imperial League as
0: well? <laughs> no, but uh, you, know, you know what I mean. I, 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 I think
3: I think we'll
2: see a bit more of McBurney now, and obviously he's been out. He's had various different issues, but I, I think I think we might see quite a lot of yeah, between now and the I season. think you're right. I think it, it might take another
1: four or five games of 20 minutes here, 20 yeah. minutes there to get him up to speed. But yeah, I think you're right. And I think we need it because Brewster, Brewster needs a partner. Yeah. He can't play up there on his own. The more I see of Enjay, the more I think he looks like he's going to be better,
2: deeper, playing kind of where Gibbs White would play. It's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because Gibbs White's obviously close to fitness, mm. he's on the grass, as they call it, again now. You can't take Enjay
0: outside of them, in the minute.
1: not minute. Not a minute. It's a nice problem to have. But yeah, I'd I figure out. Right. I think we'll, we'll see McBurney hopefully trying to build some sort of partnership with Brewster.
0: If we could try to shoe on Gibbs White and Jai, McBurney and Brewster onto the pitch, I think we might, I'd, I'd be quite happy to see how that works out. The only, the only thing
1: I would say about McBurney is I would imagine he's one of our top earners. And I would imagine he's possibly somewhere near the top of the list of people whose wages we might want to cash in on. <clears throat> might want to cash in. West
0: been linked to them haven't they i've seen what do i see burnley no one surprised me would not surprise <laughs> me because he lost wood but really they're apparently signing all which for is a oh, i don't know all who's like a croatian ring winger who about six years ago was really highly rated he always play, but he's always he's never he's always played for Dynamo and never and never moved on, but he's going to Burnley, and that I mean with the lad they got the left back, um, left winger sorry, in it? the summer. Yeah, like, it's quite a, for Burnley. It's quite a continental signing approach for Sean Dyche. He's usually, well, it's like a match made in heaven.
2: That just coming from <laughs> Kiev to Burnley, deep, <laughs>
0: deep in Lancashire, cold, dark. Well, to be fair, nice, it's, it's cool. not the most stable. <laughs> not the most stable place at the minute. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I think McBurney in a very similar vein to Berger, you'd, be, you'd someone would be looking to get him on loan, like it, if yeah exactly, we're game, not, yeah, like,
1: we're money we pay
0: and I think in terms of like trying to if we're gonna if we're gonna like look at the last three games, and I think this is, it's that it, four points if we if we if we play like that for the rest of the season, which isn't beyond realms of realms of possibility, however. Davis coming back, Gibbs White coming back, you'd like to think we'd be a bit better with those two in the team. Four points a game and put us on four points every three games. Four, <laughs> <top>. <laughs> four points every three games that put us on 56 <laughs> points, which right. if we were then to turn a bit of those draws into, into wins, we'd be getting into sort of the points you'd need to get towards the playoffs. I couldn't tell you, I think. Late mid to late 60s, the I, I, when I was having a glance earlier, I was thinking about this. So I, I don't know. I think if we are to do that, keeping someone like McBurney who is a bit different is definitely something we should look to do. So we're not gonna to get anyone of remotely of his caliber in on loan, we'd have to from a Premier League team, we'd have to be very lucky. Well, know, the only other
1: option is obviously recalling Jebison, but I wouldn't imagine if we were gonna recall him. Would have done it We'd have brought him back beginning of January. Yeah. So I wouldn't. And, and to be fair, I think it's the best move. I think he's, the best move is to stay at Burton. Yeah, yeah. Play a season, play gaming. There's no point in coming back here, sitting on bench and getting five minutes here, five minutes there. He may as well play gaming,
2: game out for Burton. But even even the Burton fans have said, haven't they, that he's developed so much since mm. he's been there. I mean, learning from Hasselbank could be a, a benefit anyway. But just like we've said it before, playing against League One centre backs, roughing him up and learning how to cope with it. He look, he's on fire at the minute, isn't he? Yeah. And I would imagine I would imagine he's in heck,
1: excuse me, Heckingbottom's plans for next season. If he's already kind of looking for yeah. what happens next season, if working on the fact that we don't go, I would imagine he's got Jebison pencil in to be
2: if you if you had a choice, if you're going to lose McBurney or Jebison, you'd lose McBurney every time, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's, exi- it's exciting to have a player like that out on loan. Because for all the great players that have come through the academy. We it'd be nice to have a young striker who's just absolutely prolific, wouldn't it? I know Calvin Lewin came through the cowl at me, but he, we didn't really we didn't see the goals. Whereas with Jebison, we're already starting to see the goals in the loan spell scored in the Premier League for us already. I'm um, I'm really excited about him. I like the idea of a big, like rangy, quick centre forward who can. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, get I'd I'd get him back and play him, but then that. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Well, I think it leads into a, another conversation, which we we'll probably do after the break. We're going to talk a little bit about um, transfers, what's happened so far, and ins and outs, and whether that's a slight change in direction that's starting to show. So we'll talk about that after the break.
0: Sounds good to me, Philip. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Like to part two. And uh sorry, Phil's just stuck a picture of his wife with a some sort of health mask on. And it's just yeah, it's like something that you see on uh, Guido Fox or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just just disturb. Anyway, no offense, Rachel.
0: Um I'm sure Rachel's different. listening in, yes.
3: <laughs> 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 She's not really a
2: big fan of Chef United podcasts, thankfully.
3: Good job. Um, (laughs) As trailed by by the aforementioned Bill in part one, um, we're going to talk about um, transfers. And obviously on the last pod we did uh, two weeks ago, we were talking about who we thought should go in the transfer window and we put the case forward for a player who really ought to pack his bags and depart us too. And then we put it out to a vote. And the results of that vote were reasonably conclusive, I would say in that 50% of the vote went to Burke, Woo-hoo. 25% went to Olson, ta uh, and 15% to Moose, 10% to Robinson, so it was a reasonable spread still, but yeah. I think at, at the time Burke's move was being trailed a bit, um, I think we all hoped we'd see the back of Olson just to save his wages, um, so yeah, it was. I think it's, we made our case, I think there's a one or two things we could probably discuss about those who've gone, and those who are probably... Around still,
1: Phil. You, you made a really good point on Twitter last week, I think, after might have been after Burke had gone, where you said that we basically shaved roughly 75 grand off our wage bill with Verips, Olsen, and Burke going and had zero impact on the quality of our not even our squad, our first our, team, our, our first, no, sorry, not just our first level, our squad. Yeah, now that, as it's you said, it? it, it's a it's, it's a sad indictment on our, on our recruitment the fact that a championship side can shave 75 grand of three players off the wage bill and not feel it in terms of what they're putting out on the
2: pitch shows you how bad our recruitment's been yeah absolutely it definitely has. and um, <laughs> there's an argument to say we could have just ended the transfer window there and it would have been our most successful one for yeah. a while as well yeah, which, is, which is just bizarre but I think one thing I, I was thinking about today and I, I kind of with the Olsen departure and Dave is now coming in, just makes me wonder whether we've had a slight shift that they've muted already and they talked about when Heckingbottom was announced in the way that we're going about our business. Olsen, to me, when he came in, it just didn't feel like a Sheffield United kind of signature, kind of signing. But someone that's come in, played all these games for his country with World Cups and Euros and played in the Premier League, come from Roma. Just didn't feel like a sign in that the manager had asked for. That felt like that had been imposed on the club. And it felt now ambitious it's, though, didn't it? It, it felt like it, an ambitious sign in. I, I mean, it did. It did at the time. And I think maybe with I'm thinking with hindsight yeah. and the way it's gone and, and everything like that. Whereas Davis is very much a manager's sign in. He's played for Haking Bottom before. And it just it smacks very much of what the chairman said when he when he he said and got criticised for saying, I'm not a football man, I'm not a Sheffielder, so I'll leave those kind of decisions to people who are. We've now signed a goalkeeper that's a local-ish kind of lad. He's played for the manager before. He's an international from the UK. Just kind of... Is, is, are we starting to see signs that there's a bit of sensible recruitment, that recruiting starting to come again, which is what we need, really, after the you money we then so. spent? Yeah, yeah, you
3: know. So. I mean, it's interesting, you'd probably say as well, with the way we're approaching... Cherry picking the academies and not just the club academies, but those kind of second chance mm. academies. Mm. And you got these clubs out like is it now in Gloucester, Wilkshire, Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire Swindon where they've got one set up. We've picked players up from as well. The and lads then, that get released and then yeah, yeah. And they, they form, you know, they the form squad and they, they develop, continue yeah. to develop, and yeah. then get picked up again. So yeah. it's like the way we're approaching rising well, like Bowlers which is where a guy comes from. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And in uh, that obviously look I think we were all frustrated. I mean down on Radio Sheffield that night, frustrating mm. with how it had all been announced and how, how it had all been put across. You're right, there's, there's a lot, lot of positive to say about that kind of change of recruitment angle. Right? Because let's be honest, we've, we've bought more duds than successes probably for the last
2: three years. Well, we talked about it a few months ago, didn't we? Yeah. That Who was the last really successful permanent signing that we made? And whilst, whilst my argument about Ramsdale was more financial than his ability, it was more... Looking back, and when the last proper successful permanent signing was, it was in the season we got promoted, and it was probably Norway. Norway. And we haven't really had one truly successful since. No. Uh, so you're now neighbours
1: with was, Burke, I believe, John. Pardon? You're now neighbours with Oliver Burke. Is that right?
0: Uh, he, he's moved in. Yeah. Um. He's not. Uh, he's he's moved down
1: to your. He's moved down to your manor, I believe.
0: Oh. To my ends, bro. Uh, yeah, he's he is, in, he is in my ends. Now he's playing for the Lions. I think with Burke, um, I just really hope he does well at Millwall. Not to have any desire for him to do well, apart from if we can convince them to pay some money for him. That would be fantastic. Uh, well,
2: Gary is a fan, so there's every chance.
0: Gary Rowett. I feel like I'm friends with his agent because I spoke to him four times. I've had my opinions. I think I've shared them on here before. Gary Rower, some has got a dossier of championship chairman in dodgy, compromising situations, and he's the only way he keeps getting employed. He's mad, managed to knock a little tune out of Millwall, but he's been he's been a fa- serial failure for a while, hasn't he? But he's obviously got a taste for fast strikers. Apparently... Uh, yeah, fast fashion. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently, contrary to popular belief, uh, strikers that have technique as well, uh, quite technical, despite contrary belief. All right, Gary. But yeah, Burt going is a real positive, but it does it does just show that we haven't signed. The best players we've signed recently have been like Gibbs White and stuff. We've not bought in a good permanent signing for, for far too long. Well, we didn't make a permanent sign in the summer, really, did we? We just got. Yeah, that's the
1: that first permanent sign we've made for like 400 days or something. We've actually paid a fee Who for it, would it be? Probably burger. I,
2: mean, yeah. I suppose you could class Gediora. Oh, no. Two um, from Derby, Lowenberg. Uh, and. Oh, yeah. Oh, mine went blank, then.
1: <clears throat> Is it worth just picking up on, on moose for a minute? And I, I want to be careful. Do you mean wouldn't... picking moose up? I'm not
2: picking moose up. So, no, three, of, three of us, <laughs>
1: mate.
2: I mean,. Speaking of huge, by the way, did you see that picture he put on Instagram the other day? Fucking, I wish I was that fat. He's absolutely ripped. Yeah, but do you know what? And this
1: probably leads into what Ian's about to say. I saw some people go, look, he must be fit. Having a six-pack doesn't no, no. make you
2: fit. I know he doesn't, and, but he doesn't look, that, look like he's that He doesn't look
1: does like he's that But Like people were saying, well, look at him, you know, he must be fit. You look at someone like Andy Joshua, he's mm. an absolute specimen. Stick him on a football pitch outside of Chris Basham and ask him to just keep running until they drop. Joshua would be hanging out his arse yeah, for yeah. 10 minutes, whereas Basham who looks like a <laughs> McDonald's chip.
0: <laughs> could run forever.
2: Fucking <laughs> I um,
0: How did Dan refer to one of the best players of the last 10 years as a McDonald's chip?
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Kind of all long, thin and thank you. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of...
3: Poor
0: well, so, well, was... <laughs> yeah, um, Bash, he's played himself back side, and now he's having his appearance rips and shreds um, <laughs> oh, just going, going
3: back to Moose and I've got to be careful what we do here because I don't want us to be accused of bullying Moose, I mean obviously post last pod we did share <laughs> the video of him trying to justify his fitness with Olivia Newton-John physical dubbed over the top of it and we were accused of bullying, <laughs> bullying him and picking on him when he was trying to do something positive and what I would say to that is any footballer that feels the need to demonstrate that they're keeping fit when they're paid 30 grand a week to keep fit I've and around the by cutting up his garden and doing sit ups in a West Ham top shouldn't need to do it. <laughs> He's up Absolutely. there for any stick he gets, as far as I
0: mean, whether he, to he plays. Be fair, or to be fair, and this week, John Terry has shared um, pictures of him in the gym, which is a bit more. Uh, of a normal sharing than those weird drawings that you keep sharing on Twitter. Yeah,
1: I don't get that in the slightest. Uh, slightly, slightly
0: could be considered to be offensive. Uh and but you know, John Terry has never been one for playing by the rules, has he? So there we go. Um anyway, on the, on the subject
1: of moves On the subject of moose,
0: changing subjects subject. rather rapidly. <laughs> Just
1: I'll
3: get started again. There was an interesting tweet from uh, Darren Smith, like yesterday I read, Um, and it was on about a number of clubs, quoting the star at SUFC, saying a number of clubs from abroad previously considered approaches for Moose, but it's understood United have yet to receive any serious expressions of interest. And he said, I don't think the Twitter blades have handled this very well. So I thought, first of all, he's having a go at us for that video (laughs) to start with. I thought, can't have any more of that. But he actually meant United, the club. Last window that we can get anything back on him and we banish him from the training ground, Surely keeping his issues under the radar, even sticking him on the bench, would have drawn in an offer from an out of favour striker with for an out-of-favour striker with potential. Nothing screams, don't go anywhere near this fella, he's trouble, and excluded him from the training pitch and prompting this public disagreement, disappointing and a waste of a wage we
0: can ill afford. That's an interesting point by Mr. Smith, and we'll discuss it. But I think that where of the club actually publicly said that he's trouble. They haven't. They've not handled it in the way he said because he <clears throat> might. I'm not privy to whether he goes to the training ground or not, but it's nothing to do with United. They're not, you know, like, we don't know the exact ins and outs of why Davis had personal reasons, but it doesn't mean that people are going to look at Davis and go, oh, he's not fully committed, he had personal problems and he put those before Chef United in the future. I think that's, I don't know, I I think that might have been the, the chairman, you know, we talked about a move away, I don't know if that sort of, the chairman was like we need to try and sell him, put him in the shop window a bit, and Mr Smith saying the thoughts of the chairman, I don't know, but...
2: I think it, it's fairly clear he's not training with the first team, because he's not on any of the first team videos, and yeah, he's, he's working out at Virgin Active down at, at um, P League bottom, and in his garden in a West Ham shirt and things like that. So he's clearly not doing his, his regime with the rest of the players. What that implies, I think, what he's saying, I think, is a fair point. It is, it, it's a big red flag to anybody that might have been interested in him. The suggestion of putting him on the bench just to potentially get a fee for him is nonsense. But it is an interesting point that he could well have like clubs off him. You see, I, I, I
1: disagree completely because clubs that are going to be in for him, They'll have done some research on him, so they'll know that right, you know, his fitness record's not great, he's not played that many times this season. It's not like if we, if we had him training with us and we had him on the bench, it's not like a car dealer packing out a, a, an old banger with newspaper and body filler, spraying it and selling it to an old biddy. Who doesn't know the difference? Any club that takes him on is going to put him through a stringent medical. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. So if he turns up in Amazon Sport, France, wherever it is, and they say, right, okay, this is your medical. The thing is, with a lot of stuff with Moose, it's not, it's not his lack of fitness. You know, you've seen we've seen got players before like Duffy, who after an hour, sixty-five minutes, you could almost physically see them flag. Yeah. yeah. Moose doesn't do that. What he does is he, he pulls up lame. Yeah. He sprints for something, and his hamstring goes, or his calf goes, or whatever it is. So if he gets into a medical situation, wherever it is, and they say, right, okay, we're going to be sprinting for twenty-five minutes and then do this. That's going to show up whether he's fit or not, whether we've had him on training videos and on the bench or not. Any issues are going to show up in a medical. So I don't think that's made
2: any difference to whether he becomes less or more saleable. Myself, I, I yeah. guess you say, you say, and I do get, I completely get where you're coming from, and most of what you're saying, I think, is right. But that suggests, in that case, then that we missed something when we did his medical for him because he's never played 90 minutes yeah we we probably did he was
1: probably another one in the same a slightly different way to Burke where we thought we we looked at Burke and went raw materials we can get a tune out of him we probably looked at him and went raw materials we just need to get him fit we need to get him fit we've got a good medical team we need to get him fit not knowing that as well as his body possibly not being able to cope with the rigours of professional football he's not got the the mental discipline to be a professional footballer
3: and, and there was, there was rumours of that at Bournemouth with him and Jordan Jordan Neib, I, yeah. yeah. Causing, right. causing trouble together. So again, there's an element of due diligence done and a, the risk taken.
2: I, I think it, it's, we're in danger with Moose of, of it becoming a sour memory and it shouldn't. I think Moose's time at United's done, I think we can all recognise that and yeah. probably won't ever see him in the United shirt again. And I've I've seen think on I think... shirt. a shirt, West Ham shirt. <laughs> more recently than <laughs> I've seen him in the United shirt. I, I just think it, it, it's a shame that it's ended like this because some of the memories he gave us in that first six months were incredible. I, I agree. I think it's really sad. I mean, everyone knows what I think about Moose. I, I think, and I still stand by
1: the fact if he gets, if he got his body right and his mind right, he's a top ten Premier League footballer. He, I'm not saying he could play for Man City, but he could, he could comfortably play for. A, a West Ham a Leicester mm-hmm. you know these sorts of clubs I think he's comfortably that good but he just can't do it but yes you're right I, I, I wouldn't want it to, to kind of sour what he gave us that. I mean that destruction of Phil Jones was
2: <laughs> he's still on floor by end of yeah yeah exactly so That's,
1: yeah you're right I mean
0: right, he came back week. the other week for the first time after that tackle <laughs> uh, and did some ugly he's back. literally just got back to Manchester yeah <laughs> Why did you leave without me? <laughs> Where's Ollie? Oh, he gone, he's gone. He's been gone a few weeks, Phil. It's a new <laughs> bloke here. 422. Yeah, uh, I, I agree about that, Phil. I, I think it's an interesting point that's made, but I like each club's gonna do, do do You don't I mean if we if we go for a job, they might do a social media search on us, but professional footballers, they get they might they're, they're gonna be bothered about if they fit, if anything shows up, the doctors notice anything, and if they fit, they if they want to sign them, they're not gonna go, oh the last club even even banished him from the training ground. Like somebody will always buy a player if they want them enough. How many, you know, how many times there've been some real dodgy deals done in it? I don't know. I just think. I, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. There's a
1: there's a, an absolute list, as long as you're on, about players who've had a second, third, fourth, fifth chance at various clubs, and the clubs will always take a punt on someone. Yeah. They, think they can get, you know, a Ravel Morrison. Holly Burke. Oli Burke, yeah.
0: He scored, scored more Premier League goals than a lot of strikers who have been signed and sold for a lot more money than him, including uh, a couple that we've still got in the books, so well, one that we've still got in the books so actually starting to look really good. So I don't think we should always, we shouldn't look at moves for the bad things and we should remember those positive things.
1: No, I'll, I'll, be, sad to, I'll be sad to see him go from that point of view. I, I won't be sad to see him go from the fact that it'll free funds up and, and free wages. wages. From, 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 like you said, from that, that little kind of, he's almost like he's he's our like Mike Tyson. You know, he kind of <laughs> shone really brightly, but for a really, really sure. short period of time.
2: So, yes. so, so in this last section we've had Dan's analogies of Mike Tyson for Leesman's saying and McDonald's chip for Chris Bash. Yep. That's never going to get better. <laughs>
0: all, all in the same week that Sam Hutchinson said that Sheffield Wednesday reminded him of Manchester United. Yeah,
1: exactly. Don't be don't be putting fingers at me about shit analogies when that's <laughs>
0: is john what these no mate i've had them for years just got them back from being clean look really good don't they yeah really is that a thing honestly they look new mate they look class yeah it's a thing really reasonable too i'm done at this place called glistening kicks they're in sheffield Fe- fellas are blade too oh nice one that says buying new ones doesn't it how do i find them i've got a few pairs I need looking at myself absolutely save, save me someone who's got a bit of a an absolute fortune you can get them on social media like most things these days go on twitter at glistening kicks and instagram at glistening underscore kicks or they have a website www.glisteningkicks.co.uk give them a shout the process is dead easy they collect them safely and then drop them back off with you and if you take them round yourself that process could be even quicker and um, they look feel and smell like new and it's a, I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed and I'm already looking at what pairs I'm going to take down um, next to have him look out for us.
2: Nice one. Cheers for that. I'm going to get on to them straight away. What was their industry again? At glistening underscore kicks.
0: That's the one. Really good service and I couldn't recommend it enough to any blades. Brilliant. Nice one. all the blades.
2: So, welcome back, part three. And I'm really excited about this weekend because I'm going to the way day. This is officially my Boxing Day on Saturday. I'm not drinking until we go to um, until we go to Turkey in April. Oh, I say I'm not drinking. I've had a couple of pints, but John's coming as well. You're on the coach as well, Ian. So uh, Picard's tours are going to be a wash. Leaving Sheffield at eleven o'clock, which I'm sure is not too early for some people, but others might not like it. Are we? Uh, are we looking forward
0: to it? I might enjoy. It. I might have a few beers. Oh. I Might have a couple of pints, a couple of a couple of beers with the lads. I'm gonna take it steady. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he's like he's, he's bouncing up and down with
3: excitement. It he's
0: right? It's I, gonna it's gonna be great. It just so happens to be a beer festival on it at, at that that pub. That's so oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day out. Uh, off well, My Dad's off. going to be
2: beer festival. I didn't tell you that, did I? He says, I'm going to Peterborough Saturday. Hey, I didn't know you were going to game, Dad. I'm not. I'm just going to be a festival.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: I mean. Yeah, that's, oh, that's cheers.
3: Cheers, Chris. Oh, cheers, cheers, Chris. Oh,
1: oh, my glass. My glass <laughs> is more than half empty. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect for toasting, friends. There's art mirror in life' <laughs> Not
3: bothering me. Don't listen anymore. It's boring, it's boring. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring, boring. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, this, this is a podcast your dad
0: won't even listen to. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know the I
3: Amazon t- reviews and YouTube. <laughs>
0: I think it's a game United should be looking to win. I really want to see Jai and Brewster to playing together again. I think there's something really positive there. I think I seem to remember at the lane, once we got a couple, they're just like house of cards effect. they just completely crumbled. be nice to do that. I don't think we've sold out, but we're taking at least two and a half thousand, something like that. Um, late kickoff, we tend to do okay in a uh, early February, late January. Uh, late kickoff on a Saturday afternoon. There's been some good ones over the years, so I'm I'm very very excited.
3: I um, I got asked to do on behalf of the pod a, a short submission for the Prutton's predictions. So let saying that <laughs> Prutton's predictions podcast for Sky early today, and I was quite confident. Because if you look at if you look at Pete, uh, form draw against Birmingham on Saturday. I think they were 2-0 two two up and 10 minutes up. to go on Drew. Prior to that, 3 nil loss away at West Brom, 4-1 loss at home to Coventry, cup win over Bristol Rovers, which you might expect, lost 3-1 away at Blackpool, and then won 2-1 against Millwall at home. So the conceding goals, we've been, you know, put six past them earlier this season. I was quite confident in my prediction. I just feel that, for me, Brewster going into it with a bit more confidence, another, a goal behind him, and Jai... The way he played on Saturday probably deserved more of them for his, for his contribution to the game. More minutes in his legs. More minutes in his legs. Options off the bench that are there now, and you know another game behind us in sort of building up sort of fitness and momentum back up. So I'm I don't recall seeing anything about him. I know they scored two goals that day, but I think we were one of those moves where we could have got. One 10. was a soft penalty? Yeah, was it? yeah. And we gifted them the other later on, I think. But I mean you know, to, to pinch a bit from I listened to Blades Pod yesterday. I think. Um,
1: bit from them, they, they were talking about you know the, the kind of metrics with Peter and stuff like oh, that. I think they are where they where yeah, they should, they should be. be. They're the bottom of the league for everything. They don't They, they they're not gonna particularly press us. So again, that plays into our hands of a team much, that wants yeah. to keep the ball and wants to keep things moving. So yeah, I'm I'm confident of a of a of a comfortable win, Saturday.
2: Yeah, if ever, if ever I'm gonna be confident that we're gonna go, go away and win a game, I think this is this yeah. is certainly one of them. We're definitely a better side than them. It's just whether it works on the day or not. But they um, They've got a couple of forwards that are reasonably good, but I think other than that, they haven't got a lot, really, that are going to worry us, I don't think. No.
3: And, I think uh, given, oh, sorry. I was going to say, given me and Phil have been off the beer for so long and a drinking Saturday, I think uh, it'll look good whatever we see to be honest, <laughs> after, after an afternoon in the, at the beer festival on a boat.
2: Well, if it's anything like it was when I went to... Port Vale, which was one of our first away trips to, to get there. I
0: didn't know which way we were kicking until Leon Clark scored after five minutes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it immensely. I think we'll have a good day, and uh, I think United will have a good day. And and we need to start this. We've got a very, very busy couple of weeks, and I think getting a win on Saturday sets sets the tone for what's to come in the home games that follow. Well, Birmingham first, but. Yeah, I think there's a real opportunity to, to set up for, for kicking on on Saturday with a, with a comprehensive statement victory. A three or four niler would be lovely. I
2: think that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I think you're right what you say. It's, with what we've got coming up, we've got three, home, three away games coming up in um, this one at the weekend Birmingham and Huddersfield in the not too distant future. After Huddersfield, I think we've got five out of six games at home on the bounce. Which is a, a good opportunity for us. If we can get some momentum going into that, yeah. that gives us a real chance you to get Come on. out of
1: this, this even this runable three-away games with even if you said five oh, points yeah, yeah. winning two draws, going again, start a little unbeaten run going and then kind of put the put your put your foot down a bit on the in the home games. Yeah. Possibly puts us in a good position.
0: So you're saying three or four, John? What's yeah, out. I never get the predictions right. So three nil United, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go three one United this weekend. I went three one United for the prediction put predictions pod as well. Four one United, Rihanna Brewster Hat trick.
3: Have we ever have we ever finished a pod on such a positive note? <laughs> Might have been first one at season. Might have been, yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, when, when we're all saying well, we're gonna finish first. Second, <laughs> first,
1: <laughs> second now we're saying, yeah, if we put a run together we could go into eighth. <laughs>
3: I hope
0: skate the playoff. Okay. <laughs> um, a nice slice of real, realism there. But yeah, it'd be good to get on the road. I'm looking forward to, obviously I've been to a few away games this season, not as many as I usually get to, and I've not been on the bus. So like embracing that sort of like traditional football day out with all my mates and the coach, I can't wait. And I've got already to go and collect from my parents' fridge some very lovely cans of Vedant craft beer, which are chilling down nicely in there. I'll be opening one of those as soon as the bus driver takes his handbrake off. So it's going to be a good afternoon.
2: <laughs> I shall see you there, good friend.
0: Yes. Yeah. Bye, right, boys. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the pub this evening. I'm abstaining until Saturday, but as always, up the blades. Up, up the, the blades. blades. <clears throat>